And welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Going for Two, presented by Home Field Apparel. I am your host, Matt Brown, the publisher of the Extra Points newsletter. I am joined by my colleague, Brian Fisher. Uh, Brian, how, how, how are we holding up? I'm I'm starting to to wear down a little bit here. I, it's uh, how, are you holding up okay? I, I am. Well, we, we got basketball back for, for another weekend of the tournament, uh, both tournaments. And uh, look, you know, we, we got a whole lot of action happening on the hard court. We had a whole lot of action happening away from the hard court. The news has been crazy. It, it has been a wild week. And I can understand why you're a little bit uh, a little bit uh, overwhelmed at times. I'm sure everybody is, is in the college uh athletics realm so to speak at uh, this time of year but uh you know the good news is there's is a bit of a light of the tunnel the, the weather is turning the, the things are getting a, a little bit uh less compressed and, and uh, compact in terms of the the amount of things we have to deal with but uh, i i am doing okay and hopefully you are there as well and there in chicago yeah yeah i um i'm excited for today's episode because while there is a very interesting nil story that i haven't had a chance to turn into a newsletter and i'm not sure exactly how i'm going to be able to do it so it's a good good fodder for this show um we do have a chance to talk about bring on some of our friends to talk about some of those 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 bigger off the court kind of kind of issues uh we wanted to bring in actually our buddies from home field apparel we have um my old co-worker from vox media who's now the director of, of social media whitney medworth and um we have the home field uh, CEO, Connor Hitchcock, on here, too, to, to talk a little bit, not just about shilling for T-shirts, um, although they are going to shill for T-shirts, and I'm going to shill for T-shirts on their behalf. That is how sponsorship arrangements work. Uh, but I also want to, talk, I want to talk a little bit about the licensing world and what actually happens when a mid-major or a school that's not used to being in the limelight, like St. Peter's, is suddenly in the limelight. You know, I, I, uh, we talked about this before. Uh, Homefield was able to turn around a licensing agreement to, to broadcast four, or not broadcast, to sell four uh, new St. Peter's shirts as part of their collections. I, I was checking into this today. Um, St. Peter's has made, I believe, $19,000 in online merchandise sales. And not all of that's from Homefield, but for a, a well, let's face it, a low major, a school that's not well-resourced at all. That's big money. That, that might be what they might make over an entire year. And they, they basically pulled that in a week. And uh, this this episode hasn't even gone out yet, so we might be able to get them a couple extra bucks, um, shilling for the strut of destiny. Well, they, so, they, got a, they got a couple bucks for me for that exact same shirt because I was <laughs> one of those that, that rushed to hit by, and I, you know I'm, yeah. I'm excited to, to get not only get that t-shirt, but like Eli Manning's wearing St. Peter's uh, gear right now. So it's like it is a wild moment for for that school and that university, really, not only to get on the big stage like this, but you know really to perform and and, and do well on, on the financial stuff and take advantage of this moment because they do not come along often, and uh, you got you got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, you need you got to you. you Absolutely have to take advantage of it. $19,000 here, $19,000 there. That pays for another Dobo. That pays for another staff or for, or for departments that need it or for, for other equipment. Um, I do want to get into the weeds a little bit about this Adidas NIL story. But first, let me let me go bring in our friends. Let's go turn in, turn the time over to uh, our, our, our buddies over in Indianapolis to talk a little bit about selling some T-shirts. One. Um. Friends, and more importantly than friends, deeply valued corporate sponsors and partners. Uh, we are we're thrilled to have thrilled thrilled to have both of you. I'm, I'm glad to see that you're both like awake and caffeinated and alive. Like I feel like I, I know I feel this way, and I, I haven't been working nearly as hard as you guys have. It's it's been a hell of a last couple of weeks. 
It, uh, first of all, thank you for that intro. Yes, the, the corporate sponsors always, of course, supersedes friendship. Uh, but <laughs> in all series, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy uh, few weeks here working at a collegiate apparel brand during uh, two NCAA tournaments concurrently happening. Uh, I would say Whitney more than anyone who is also on this uh, here finest program with me uh, has been working harder than anyone in the United States the last 10 days. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, I, that we don't need to fact check. No, that. Let, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. That's, that's, defi- <laughs> let's, that's let's definitely not true. Check that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted, I'd love to talk a little bit about a, a particularly, I think, cool thing that you guys did last week. And it's a cool thing that I would say, even if you weren't giving us money, uh, and that's with the the St. Peter's uh, T-shirt activation, right? Like one of the things that I think is cool about Homefield, beyond working with your Indianas and your Michigans and your other big behemoth brands, is the fact that you can kind of go in the vaults and showcase a Colorado School of Mines dynamite featuring uh, mule and some of these other smaller places. St. Peter's has a, is the, the Peacocks. They're, that's, that's that's an amazing brand, but that athletic department's got like nine people, and they're all super busy right now. So can you like tell me how this whole happened very quickly? Because I don't think St. Peter's was on your radar as a must-grab brand before the tournament, unless I'm sorely mistaken. Yeah, it, it's interesting. We actually had them on our radar only for one reason, and that is the Peacock mascot. They are the only mascot, uh, or the only school that features a Peacock mascot in Division One. I'm can't for sure say all of collegiate athletics, but at least Division One. So you can't because Upper Iowa is also called the Peacocks. That's Division Two. Don't ask me why I know that. I'm a sick person, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Go on. I'm, I was so excited to share that with somebody. you. Know if, only Division One. If there was a podcast host to know that, it would be you. Uh, so we we've had them on the radar for a while, uh, just because beyond you know looking at sports performance we also just look at like schools that all have interesting unique mascots and then when we did a shirt for auburn that featured a peacock a couple months ago with that this whole thing around their men's basketball team um with peacocks for whatever reason we got a ton of requests for saint peter saying you know really it's a real peacock school so um, we weren't planning for them. We were not licensed for them. We saw them, you know, we have a content meeting every Monday, our team. So Whitney is in there. I'm in there about 10 other people, um, whether it's email, social media design, especially to just talk about upcoming athletics, uh, events. And, you know, we just kept seeing updated tournament brackets, but um st peter's wasn't even in it before everything because they had to win their conference tournament on the men's side so um we saw they were 15 seed and you know frankly we were like well we don't want to go through the process of designing a bunch of stuff right now because they're going to lose to kentucky in our minds uh and then they beat kentucky and then i was at a uh friend's house watching tournament games saturday night with my co-founder krista uh, who's also my wife and we're sitting there watching the Murray state and St. Peter's game. And we realized uh, I just grabbed my friend's computer and just started working <laughs> when we were just supposed to be hanging out. Um, so that, you know, in case they beat Murray state, we could make something happen. So uh, long story short, short St. Peter's wins. Um, I text our licensing uh, director, our director of partnerships, Tom, 
to say, hey, can you get us St. Peter's uh, immediately? Normally, it's a much longer process to get licensed. But he sent a few texts, uh, sent a few emails. He said he hadn't even left his bed by 7.30 a.m. Sunday morning. And we had the license. Uh, we had the designs approved because then Chris and I woke up super early the next day, mocked up four shirts, um, and got them all approved. So it happened really fast. That is crazy fast. And it's especially crazy fast because St. Peter's athletic department isn't very large. Like, you know, I, 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 a larger place might have somebody whose their whole job is to do nothing but sponsorships and they're dedicated or sitting at their office while everyone else is athletic departmenting, right? And I know that this is one of the least resourced schools and your compliance person is also your senior women's administrator and your marketing person is sometimes painting the soccer field. It, it seems crazy that you could get somebody on the phone that quickly and also expedite that process. If you can do that, why does this take so long for all the other places? Well, you know, normally you're supposed to go up and down the ladder uh, through the appropriate channels. And these were the appropriate people, just not the normal order of operations for channels. So, I mean, we still simultaneously, while we're going through text this way, we're also you know, going through brand manager with CLC um, to make sure everything does get approved so we can report royalties properly. So yeah, you know, when it's hot market, which is what we call it in t-shirt land, uh, when you're putting a shirt out, um, following something immediately, a text or verbal confirmation via email will do a lot of the times to start, but you still have to, you know, run up the chain. Um, but for the most part, uh, it does, I would say for larger power five institutions, you know, there's whole review meetings that pull in way more individuals to give their take on whether XYZ school should license home field. Um, and it's just a longer process in general with more red tape at the larger institution you go. It's actually nicer in a lot of ways working with the smaller institutions because it's really just one person <laughs> making the decision, oh. right? As you know, from um, yeah. all the sorts of people you're interacting with on a daily basis in your job. So, yeah. That, all right, that, that makes sense. Um, Whitney, let me, let me ask you this. Like one of the things that makes Homefield unique beyond the stuff is you are the rare sentient brand that uh, has a personality <laughs> And has a, a voice that, that people, particularly on social media, respond to or interact with. Um, in this kind of tournament, where one, you're, you, know, you, you are pretty Indiana-centric, and now you have to celebrate everybody. How do you go about trying to um, not play favorites or keep this kind of unified voice, given that you're going to be pulled in a lot of different directions, including maybe places you're not so familiar? Yeah, honestly, that happened quite a bit already. I think the biggest... Um, the biggest example I can think of this weekend where I was kind of like, I don't want to upset anyone is when Miami beat Auburn. Um, we had gone so hard with Auburn's been basketball supporting the Peacock. I mean, like we turned into an Auburn brand for like a month. Um, and so when Miami beats them, it's kind of weird to scream and cheer and stomp on Auburn then at that point. So yeah, there's a lot of times where you have to find ways to weave in and, and still celebrate uh both sides but make sure you're not upsetting someone that you once uh were celebrating so hard so uh we just try to continue to be human you know just like you said how would a human feel about this uh how would you how would you treat your friends about this we kind of handled the same way so um try to try to stay true to 
to maybe some schools that we've become close with in, in recent time, but you know, everybody wants to celebrate their wins at this time of year. So got to find a way to do both. Do you get complaints from like, because I mean, you know, if, if there's a game between two home field schools and you are celebrating the victory for one, I mean, like outside of the greater Indiana extended universe where I, you know, I, I could see a complaint, but would, would you get like like a fan or somebody going, I don't think you're properly representing the USC brand right now. Or like, is that a thing? Um, I think we try to avoid them. Okay. <laughs> I think we do a good job avoiding them, but um, you know, as, as anything online goes, the bigger you get, the more comfortable people feel, you know, <laughs> letting you, letting you know how they feel about you. So, but, but we, we try to make sure we avoid those moments if we can. Has there been anybody? I noticed Don Staley was was rocking the home field. The uh, Candace Parker has been out. Has there ever been anybody that surprised you? That's like, oh, I, I didn't know they they bought some home field. Um. Well, both of them were pretty big. Uh, I was in the middle of trivia last night, trying to pay attention to playing trivia, and then Don Staley's in a hoodie, and I just completely checked out from trivia. I was like, sorry guys, I can't, I can't pay attention to you right now. Um. Actually, the one that was a big surprise, we actually sent stuff to Candace and Don. Now, there wasn't any agreement that they were going to wear them at all. It was uh, friendly. Uh, we had connections with them. We sent it. If they want to wear it, they can. If not, you know, no big deal. So those were actually pretty huge surprises and that they actually did wear them. Candace worked to homecoming, which was wild, um, where she was honored and put in, like, the Hall of Fame in Tennessee, and she's got a home field sweatshirt on. That was pretty crazy. Um, but the one we had no idea about, um was robin lopez a couple weeks ago he showed up in an instagram video with like every mascot in the nba and he's wearing a two-lane shirt or no he's wearing a uc irvine shirt uc irvine um and we had no idea looked it up he had actually purchased like a ton of stuff so that was pretty cool yeah i know it's like it felt pretty cool that like robin lopez fighting mascots in home field felt pretty pretty on brand yeah have you ever seen yeah has this popped up in non-sport settings have you seen like a musician or like an actor or anybody else rocking one of these i well one just to clarify a seven foot one very in shape person can wear a 2x for home field we learned um <laughs> <laughs> to, he looks, he looks yeah it didn't look super tight at all um uh, didn't flood him it was great um i think the non-sports sector I haven't seen them wear it publicly. Um, the name just came across one day and just kind of shocked me. They've ordered multiple times. It's actually Bill Burr for whatever reason, the comedian. So that was a that was one that caught my eye. Um, there, I'm sure there have been people. I mean, we've seen people who order under um, if they're like an agent for someone. People have contacted us before, and if they were ordering in the agent's name, I'm not going to say their name publicly um right but they'll order under their agent's name and then the agent will send us an email and say it's actually for this person um just please don't tell so haven't seen them wear it publicly yet but i mean you know there's there's a lot of days out of the year and there's one or two t-shirts so gotta rotate them. but yeah bill burr was a fun one i can't even imagine what would go through your head like i mean like i i'm such a a, a baby 
that if I see somebody retweet something that I wrote or engaged with it in a, in a positive way, that's like outside of my own little sphere of like the the college sports internet, you know that I'll, I'll be good the, the entire day. Like I, I I it's been a year. I can remember the time that John Legend like re, you know tweeted some Ohio State thing that I put out right to see like then like an article of clothing that you produced and folded and shipped, and then there's um, there's Robin Lopez. Like I, I I imagine that that has to be a rush that's different from producing content or doing any of the other things that you've done. It's it's more personal than another consumer packaged good, right? I'd say so. I mean, Whitney, you and I were just talking about this. Um, I, the, what actually impacts me more is when I'm just walking my dog and I see someone, a random person who I have no idea who their name is. And they're just, it happened to me the other day, just wearing an IU shirt in my neighborhood. And I'm like that, that's very, or like people who order that live on my street. Um, every once in a while, I don't know why I'll just type in my street name. <laughs> I'm into shop. I'm like, I wonder if any of my neighbors have bought, uh, I'm like, Oh wow. That's weird because they don't know what I do. Um, and that is way more impact. I mean, some know what I do, but I'm not going around being like, Hey, nice shirt. I'm the home field guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that to me is way more impactful. Has that happened to you too, Whitney? Um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, for Connor, probably as starting this brand, I'm sure it hits him differently. Um, the ones that I send out that, that pan out feel pretty good for me. Cause, uh, you know, that's part of my job is marketing. And so those feel pretty good, but I did see, uh, in San Diego a couple of weeks ago and the same sweatshirt that Don Staley had on yesterday, someone, uh, just walked past me in it. And I was like, Ugh! like, it's that awkward moment of like, uh, can I, say something to you or this is weird but yeah it's a crazy feeling to be out somewhere and realize that our little t-shirt brand is is kind of big you're like it's like the the song that that's that went from college radio to to, to mainstream and now, now you're hearing it yeah. in cbs's and it's uh it's exciting um let me let me ask you something a little a little bit different so i i one of, one of the challenges that we talk a lot about in our world is, you know, if you're a school that unexpectedly finds yourself in the spotlight, how can you best take advantage of that? And I guess if you're a smaller school, maybe the, the licensing process to work with somebody like you uh, is much quicker. I'm wondering, just based on your experience, would you have any advice for an athletic department uh, that is, you know, has normally has one reach and suddenly finds themselves with a much larger reach? What are things I should even be thinking about uh, besides calling you uh, to, to reach people in a different way with their brand? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think one thing, I guess, if you're, I'm going to tie it back to us a little bit, but, um, and maybe this could apply to other brands as well as they're having this moment, but I think uh, having trust in the brands that you're working with. So I guess, you know, picking brands that you trust, but then trusting them to do whatever their thing is. Um, and for us, that's to get super involved with the brand, make people love the school, even if they've never heard of them. Like we ride so hard for every school that we have. Um, and we make try to make the absolute best designs and options for every school. Like we, we, we try to go so hard for everyone. And so, you know, in our case, if you're in that position, like we promise that we will do the apps, like we will make you look the best that we possibly can and, and get people to fall in love with you that maybe didn't already. And so, you know, and that could possibly apply to other brands as well. You know, 
trying to be as native to whatever that brand is and letting them tell their customers or their fans or their followers in their own way, like why you should love this school or team or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think you're right in that, Whitney. I think, you know, I'm always looking at it from a t-shirt angle, but I think there's things you can extrapolate from it. Um, and I think actually St. Peter's has done a good job of this is leaning into the moment. Um, so, you know, there's a ton of, um, what we would call on the marketing side, user generated content out there surrounding, uh, St. Peter's right now. And of course, Eater, uh, that one guy with a mustache and, you know, a lot of places, maybe we'd be like, Oh, does retweeting this fit within our brand guidelines? Um, is this a little too silly? You know, our voice is supposed to be more such and such. I think St. Peter's has done a good job of, you know, we have a shirt that says strut of destiny on it and they let us put the phrase strut of destiny and then they're retweeting it. Right. Um, I obviously like that because it uh, helps the company uh, I work at, but beyond that, I think, you know, people be like, ah, strut of destiny. That seems a little too, maybe it's a little too silly or out there or whatever. I think they've done a good job of recognizing you know, they have a peacock as a mascot and this is a highly unusual thing and you kind of got to strike while the iron is hot. Um, so, you know, I don't think they've abandoned any core brand values, uh, as an athletic department. Um, in fact, I think they've been really fun and, um, they've, you know, embraced the moment and that it is, you know, it's possibly, hopefully for them, it's not, you know, once in a, a lifetime kind of experience, but, um, I think they're, they're doing a good job of, of capitalizing on uh, what they have in front of them when there's already so much more momentum just to keep it going. So. Um, that's an easy, I'm just gave a bunch of, um, advice and generalities of, you know, lean into it and keep it going and all, all that. But I do think there is something to just embracing, um, really something we try to do, at least with home field with, you know, people will, uh, make memes of our shirts and maybe it like, uh, some other brands wouldn't like to retweet it because the shirts will maybe be altered in some way. And that goes against brand guidelines or the voice doesn't fit. And I just think embracing people, honestly, and what they're saying at the moment, so long as it's not, you know, horribly salacious or mean, <laughs> um, builds a connection with people that they'll remember. It won't be like, Oh, what was the team that won a few years ago? It's, Oh yeah. St. Peter's or people remember UMBC because, their Twitter account was so active and just, you know, really embraced what others were doing in terms of user generated content. When you go to talk to schools, do you find like they, they are not even aware of ultimately what they kind of have in, in, in that back catalog? Because, I mean, just as a, just this week, Vanderbilt rebranded re for like the seventh time in like the last 30 years. Uh, they had some cool designs back in the day, but like I don't feel like that they've used them at all. Obviously, that they've they've gone away from from a lot of what uh, has made them unique recently. But do you kind of when you're talking with schools, do you find like they, they have this awesome logo and they're just not using it? Yeah, it's kind of one of two things. One, they either don't know, um, or two, they just don't think people want it. You know, when there's been some schools, we've really had to warm up to the idea of like, hey, this old timey version of your mascot playing this sport will actually sell very well. Um, because frankly, there haven't been many brands that have tried to do what we do. And, and you have to put yourself in the shoes of a licensing director or someone who works as an assistant AD of marketing. Um, 
when it comes to licensing, 95% of your job is making sure a student group doesn't do this with your logo, uh, that somebody's that people are paying royalties, um, that you're not doing too many free t-shirt giveaways because then the students won't buy shirts. Then your royalties will decrease. Um, that people are following corporate social responsibility standards. There's a whole host of things they have. And so from the outside, I think people think in terms of brands, um, you know, why couldn't you, why don't you have a cool brand making it with these cool designs? But an LD's job is so much so focused on royalties and compliance and corporate social responsibility, um, working with athletics, yada, 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 making sure just the registration marks are placed properly that, you know, we're such a small, the fun brand, I think before we arrived, there were other brands doing it, but I think what we're doing is such a small percentage of their brain. Uh, so they're like, well, why would I care about that old logo? I have so many of these other responsibilities and who knows if they even sell. I had, I did have one time one school tell me, well, our basic primary logo is the best selling thing. So I'm only going to really approve that. And I was like, well, if you don't, approve other things it's a self-fulfilling prophecy but most of the time people are pretty reasonable they just have so so many other responsibilities um to keep track of that you know they may be like oh yeah we know of that logo but they're so focused on keeping people within brand guidelines or that it's not misused and so we we kind of have to show in a lot of ways that hey you can trust us to use it well look what we've done with other schools um and also the sales and royalties follow that too and so you know, it took a few schools taking some chances on us. Um, and then, you know, Auburn's a great example. We do a lot of stuff with Auburn and frankly, it's because their licensing department, they're great people who gave us a chance very early on when they shouldn't have. Um, and so they let us not when they shouldn't have, but you know, when we were much smaller. Um, yeah. The first SEC school, I think that you worked yes. in, one of, one of the really big outside of the Midwest names. Yes. I think, I mean, we have 30 plus people that work at Homefield now. They approved us when there was just five of us. Um, and so, you know, they, we went off art sheet is what we call it. And then the industry that's called with a lot of our designs and they trusted that we were going to tell the story well, and that we have a quality product and, you know, it sold extremely well. It was our best day ever. And then we're able to take that to other schools and say, Hey, look at this case study we have with Auburn and SEC school, you know, we could do the same with you guys. Um, so I've been writing some of these things down over the course of this conversation, and mostly because I uh, am not in the big t-shirt biz, so I did not know what a hot market or an art sheet was. Um, part of this podcast is deciphering the jargon of the other rabbit holes throughout college athletics. If you want to sound really impressive at the next uh, party that you're at with a bunch of people that work in licensed uh, market, licensed apparel, what are some other industry terms that they should be able to know and or use correctly in a sentence um, to impress people and, and, and show that they are serious professionals? Oh, man. So, you know, Tom would have been a great to help with this one. Tom is our director of partnerships. He used to work at CLC informally before that Learfield licensing and SMA. Um, LD is a good one. Licensing director, of course. Uh, it makes me think of Larry David, though, from uh, this is what he calls himself on Curb. Um, uh, gosh. So I already said what did I, say? I said hot market. I said LD. You said hot, and and uh, going off Archie. Going off Archie. Yeah, that's a big one. A um, lot of registration, Mark talk. Um, hmm, mm, mm, 
Shoot, I just had another one. I was at a, I was at the ICLA Inter- Intercollegiate Licensing Association uh, conference down in Louisville a few weeks ago, and so this should be fresh on the brain for me. Um, oh man, just a lot of compliance talk, a lot of corporate social responsibility talk. Um, Very important. No, it's extremely important. Corporate social responsibility. You got to make sure that you're not. Um, employing unfair labor practices, um, the way your garments are created. Oh, I feel, I mean, brand manager is a big one. If uh, you ever work with CLC, that's their platform, just real inside baseball, like names of software, um, brand comply. That's another software. Just really, you know, if, if anybody listens to this working in licensing, they're just rolling their eyes at me right now. Cause I'm saying very basic things for licensing, but you're getting to learn software. Uh, <laughs> there, there you go. If, if, yeah, if you are a licensing director and you're listening to this show and you're screaming right now uh, into your car, mm-hmm. uh, my email is matt at extrapointsmb.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to dictate your missive to me and I will send it to Connor later and we can all laugh at the fact that he's forgotten. Something oh, incremental there. sales is a huge one. Incremental sales. Um, you don't want to be just taking somebody else's slice of the pie. You want to show you're growing the pie. That's a big one that that drives a lot of the talk is incremental sales. I probably, it's true. I mean, it's good. I just, I probably heard it. I probably said the phrase incremental sales. I would say a thousand times in the last three and a half years of my life. So that's a massive one. There we go. So that means by listening to this show this far into it, you have earned three credit hours towards your MBA uh, at the University of Indiana School of Business. Uh Oh, you got to be careful, Indiana University. That'll get you. Indiana University of uh, Pennsylvania. Well, no, Uh, IU. Indiana University in Bloomington is Indiana University, not University of Indiana. That'll get you. That'll get you ratioed on Twitter, my friend. Okay, well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that IU Twitter has ratioed me uh, or that employees of that fine institution. Go Hoosiers. I'm sorry. I'm go Hoosiers. Um, Brian, did you have any other questions real quick? Because if you didn't, I do feel like it might make a good uh, – it would be, should be a good segue for me for us to do an ad read, but I don't want to talk over you if you had any other important questions. The only thing that I, I was just thinking of just going through this process is, is we talked a little bit about that short turnaround with St. Peter's. But I'm curious, let, let's let's say it's a normal big noon Saturday launch or whatever. And, and you're folks, you got one school from that design, whether whether it's Photoshop. I don't, I'm, I'm curious to kind of find out what your process is from a design of a shirt to printing to getting shipped to my door. Like walk us through through that and, and how long it, it ultimately can takes from kind of a, an image in your head to it's actually delivered to my door. Yeah, Whitney, I can handle the uh, production and conception side there if you want to handle the marketing. Um, so I would say four to six month timeline for a big new Saturday. So for those who aren't aware, um, when we do we do this campaign launching a brand new school collection, 15 pieces roughly. Um and it's in this campaign called Big New Saturday. So every during Big New Saturday season, in consecutive weeks, um, we'll launch a school at noon Eastern each Saturday. It's this massive collection. It's a party all week online for that school. Um, but you pretty much have to back up four to six months before the school is launched via Big New, new Saturday for us to begin the process. So our team's doing it right now for a few schools. 
Uh, if you add up in your head, you can figure out probably when the big new Saturday season four uh, falls. But essentially, you know, team a design team does a ton of research um, beforehand. They talk to the school. Um, this is post approval. We will reach out to the school about six months before we want to launch them to say, hey, do we have approval? And uh, just let them know who we are. Just say, hey, we do this kind of stuff. So we would hate because what we don't want to do is get approval and then we go off our sheet and then they're like, wait a minute. I thought you were just using our college vault logos. It's like, well, yes, but also some others. Uh, so we want to make sure they're cool with what we do before we launch them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, design will, they'll basically do a school every week to two weeks. They'll just kind of, I'll walk by the conference room and they've got on the TV, just like ton of different designs or old uh, magazines, newspapers, all those clippings projected up there for the schools and they just start going through concepts for each school. So they'll do that. Um, and then it kind of, you know, it gets approved and it lies dormant for a while. And then we'll do a big production run probably a month before launch of every single product. So it can be ready for launch because it's such a concentrated event when we do launch. So it starts four to six months out on the talking with schools and design side, then we kind of take a break and then it goes into actually launching it, which Whitney uh, is the absolute best person to talk about that. Yeah. So we, um, about a month out is when we'll even announce the big new Saturday is coming. So we even start marketing the idea of it a whole month ahead of time. Um, but also within that, uh, with every school that we launch, um, even outside of big new Saturday, but but definitely for Big New Saturday, we research as hard as we can and find every blogger, podcast, uh, any person that's remotely affiliated with that school um, and see if they will work with us in terms of promotion. Um, and so we're looking for everybody. If, if you're a Twitter account with 3,000 followers and those 3,000 people are there for Minnesota sports, then like you, that is the perfect person for us. Um, so I'll do a whole set of research and just find these people first. Um, and then it starts the reach out process, get a hold of everybody, talk to them, explain what we're doing. Um, start to, you know, if we're lucky they know about home field. That makes the job really easy. Uh, if they don't, then we got to explain who we are, explain why we think this will be a great partnership. Um, and so we're doing that, you know, for, you know, 15 or 16 schools times, it could be five or six partners per. Um, so it's it's a pretty massive task to take on. And then you manage those all the way through. You're working with people every week, you know, in and out, getting the launch ready, getting the excitement built up. Um, luckily for me, the design team, as Connor was explaining, uh, does some of the best research you could ever imagine. Uh, and then they put it in a document that I can literally just go into and then go nuts on Twitter with, um, you know, things that related to the school. Um, so that is an incredible sort of little bit of a handoff there. That's great for me. Um, yeah. And then we, we celebrate as hard as we can for a week uh, with that school. And then we're on to the next one. But I think what's really cool within that too, is we learned so much about a school getting ready for the launch that then we're like sort of part of that school as it goes on. So 
Um, what we really want to make sure and do in all these launches is that we don't just launch a school, and move on to the next and never think about them again. So we really try to make sure that anytime a school is having any sort of success or whatever it may be, like we continue to celebrate and be a part of that um, once they're on our site. So it's, it's a pretty massive process, especially when you've got so many schools lined up in a row for so long. The the whole concept of the Big New Saturday as seasons, uh, creating basically a a, season, like a a schedule out of thin air uh, to give people something to look forward to and count down to is is unique. Uh, it breaks up the calendar. It's and it's kind of cool. I mean, we talked we've talked about this before. The last Big New Saturday season um, was very college basketball focused. It had some absolute bangers. Uh, I don't mind. I, 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 we've said this on the on the air a couple of times. I just dro- I dropped a hundred bucks on UCLA week. Uh, I have never been to UCLA's campus. I have only very tenuous family ties to that institution. Um, adorable bears with roses and playing basketball without those color schemes is great. The I love the NC State uh, creamery shirt and some of the weird wolf stuff that we we had there. We, they had cool stuff for Cincinnati. They had cool stuff for Gonzaga. What, what, what am I missing here? There's uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah, I bought an Illinois thing here too because this is where I live now. Um, and you heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Using my powers of deduction as a serious professional journalist, I do believe Connor did confirm that there will be a big news season. Big new Saturday season four. Is that right? I did. Yes. You uh, you had a way to really just uncover that right there. That's reporting for us. First heard on the Going for Two podcast. That's right. That's that's why you pay $8 a month to support this entire enterprise here, folks. Mm-hmm. So I don't suppose I could te- get either of you to tease one of the institutions that may or may not be participating in this beyond the fact that we could just say, we can look at a list of P5 schools and you don't have to be Encyclopedia Brown <laughs> to figure out which ones aren't on there, right? For the most part, there are a couple of holdouts um, for one reason or another. Um, but you could probably quickly figure out who's going to be in Big New Saturday Season 4. Let me, let me just say this, friends. I am excited about Big New Season um, 4. Uh, and and, and for, for, for a multitude of reasons. Um, you can get, you know, if you've been listening to this entire thing for the past 35 minutes, like one, God bless you. Uh, two, uh, you can save 15% off your order at using promo code EXTRAPOINTS at homefieldapparel.com. The last thing I'll mention, just because we have everybody on here, uh, the cool thing is I know since I've been explicitly mentioning this over the last two episodes, I am aware of multiple FCS and one AAA mid-major programs that have said, Matt, like water dripping on a co- on, on concrete, you've you've broken me down. I'm ready. Give me the give me Connor's information so we we can sign up. So if you if I haven't managed to do this yet and you haven't signed up and you're not one of these behemoths that has to get the whole UN Security Council to approve any kind of like licensing deal or something, uh, my email is matt at extrapointsmb.com. I will introduce you to people here, or we can go get your weird vintage 1930s brand uh, involved here so people can buy their, t- their t-shirts. There's no reason to let St. Peter's have all the fun. You don't have to make the Sweet 16 to get your shirts uh, on this company. Colorado School of Mines hasn't made the Sweet 16 yet. You can buy mine shirt. The mine? Yeah, they're they're great. They're very fun to interact with on Twitter. And Blaster is an amazing mascot. So we, we love the Colorado School of Mines. 
We do. I, I'm wearing a Delaware shirt right now. I don't think Delaware has made the Sweet 16, right? Um, Biden had them but, both going to the to the final game and winning. So the Blue Hens in his bracket. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, friends, thank you both for taking some time here to chat with us. Um, I, I know I know you're both very busy. It's great to catch up with both of you. Uh, and of course, thank you for supporting Going for Two. Of course, thanks for having us, guys. We really appreciate it. Love going for two. I frequently listen. I actually, I do have to say this while on the air. Um, I, I keep meaning to tell you, Matt, I was at uh, a wedding for Tom, our uh, director of partnerships, and I uh, met saw some CLC people there, and they. I overheard the phrase, yeah, I got foyed by Matt Brown at my table. <laughs> so I just want you to know, uh, even in licensing, uh, you may get foyed by Matt Brown. You, you might listen. Uh, I think they all have to my, my, my to the friends and colleagues with the CLC. I'll tell you what, I won't foy with you if you just CC me on all your emails about the EA Sports <laughs> video game. Uh, the, the 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 stuff. I mean, I'm not publishing any of the 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 sponsorship things for your other T-shirts. Um, that's all I wanted to know. Uh-huh. So again, my email Matt at extrapointsmb.com. Uh, I, I I I am aware. I have both made friends in that organization, and uh, there are some people that. Uh, I don't think we'll become extra point subscribers. I spoke, it, was, it wasn't personal. I'm just trying to do my job. I advocated uh, on your behalf and said, Matt is a great guy. He's just very good at his job. So, and they, that seemed to be a satisfactory answer. Well, what I, an, what an expert marketer. He just came up with a new slogan for the podcast. Foyed by Mac Brown. There, yeah. There, there yeah. You go. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Fluid. so good. <laughs> That, that 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 should be the next the next like extra point shirt. Yeah. It should just be like something with a bunch of redactions on it, right? Uh-huh. Like that'd be yeah, a bunch of yeah, be great. <laughs> a bunch of black boxes, like four yeah. words. Yeah. Sorry for ruining the wedding with my paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- thanks again, friends. I'm sure I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, always, always fun to to spend some time with both of them. Um. Whitney was one of was a, was a great colleague. I'm glad that she's landed somewhere where she can be successful, and I'm glad that Homefield's been successful, um, and, and not just successful so they can give us money, but because they're they're our friends. Um, this isn't really about selling shirts, but I, I assume you you did see the it is about selling stuff. You did see the the big Adidas NIL announcement uh, earlier this week, right, Brian? I, I did, and I think that was uh, one of the more eye-opening news stories. Certainly, when you look at the, kind of our, our most read stories that uh, we get through the D1 ticker, that uh, g- generated a lot of interest, a lot of talk on on Twitter and, and social media, as well as lot, you know, kind of industry reaction to how this is structured. I know there was a couple of compliance folks that I said, you know, we're, we're asking a lot of questions about how this is going to be structured. You know, ultimately, you know, what ends up going to the student athlete? Is it kind of just your your typical thing that you might see in terms of uh, a, a normal retailer that uh, Amazon has these type of programs and whatnot is it is it something similar to that but only for adidas people there were uh, you know a lot of questions surrounding this this uh, adidas nil deal not the least of which the the fact that uh, it's not until 2023 so we, there is a long time before it actually launches which was i think the most interesting thing at least in, in my standpoint is it's going to take a while to ramp this up yeah just like we were i mean i learned this as a solo operator the beginning of the name image likeness world and i think and, and this is honestly something i still would like to do and i'm and i have take i've taken meetings and i'm looking for the best logistical way to do it to have a campus ambassador program to promote extra points 
people that are, are familiar with like the media world know this is kind of was part of the secret sauce that led Morning Brew to become a newsletter behemoth. Other digital entities have, have, have done this as well. But setting up with a big spreadsheet and then trying to follow up with people and, and manage those, even though I, I had like you know seven or eight NIL deals going at a time, um, it was a lot especially because I was also the marketing director for Extra Points and the copy editor and the technical support specialist and the editor. Um, it was a lot for one guy. Didn't do all those things very well. That's why I sold the deal with Ticker so I can have someone to help with those. And my reading from this program was that it really did just seem like that on steroids. And maybe that there's some capacity to use current athletes in other larger Adidas marketing campaigns if they already have the rights to those by opting them in. Uh, and so maybe for a small handful of people, that might mean significantly more money. But if it's just opt into this and you, you get 20% back on, on people buying stuff at adidas.com with your coupon code, I don't know if that's revolutionary. I mean, it's it's smart. You're going to get a ton of, of, of positive PR as long as you know, no, none of those people covered the FBI trial. But I uh, I don't know if that is necessarily changing the NIL paradigm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you mentioned the FBI trial right there. That was the first thing I know a lot of uh, media members in, in particular were, were kind of saying, well, you know, look, uh, you know, Book Richardson, a few of these other, you know, people are, are literally in prison right now for some of the same things that Adidas just announced. They were they're essentially going to do in terms of paying players to, you know, to go to certain schools, essentially, because uh, you have to be at an Adidas school as part of this program. And that's, uh, I think, where some of the thorny issues definitely come up. You know, it, it is interesting to see how quickly the space is changing. My my initial reaction, too, was, um, you know, because there's such a long lead up time. I'm very curious to see what what Under Armour is going to do, what Nike in particular is, is going to do, because uh, we, we don't have enough details in terms of the actual execution. I, I think yeah. some of those other organizations and, and it's not just those companies, your your Cokes, your Pepsis and whatnot that always uh, have re relationships with a lot of these schools as well. Maybe they're 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 thinking, hey, we, we can get into this game. You know, we 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 can have an affiliate program, like you're saying, uh, or maybe they can kind of go even above and beyond that. And so I think it's uh, again, the the space is changing so rapidly. I think that that has to be kept in mind. We're 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 right up coming off the backs of that that eight million nil collective story and and, and a, a recruit uh, possibly going to Tennessee as a result. Now we have this story with Adidas. Like it's just wild. It seems like every single week, either collectives or you know, kind of that nil space is is making waves in college athletics and. Uh, you know, it's it's only uh, it's only March. You know, we're we're, we're kind of really at the beginning of the, of the calendar. We're at the tail end here of of kind of basketball season. Obviously, um, like I, I would imagine coming into the summer, where te you know teams and marketers and all that have had a full year to kind of prepare for things that they can launch. I, I would imagine we're we're going to get a lot more things that are going to happen over the next six or so months uh, before football season starts and before the next you know really uh, semester starts for for a lot of these schools to where we could see even more crazy things happen. I'm planning on spending maybe most of next week, honestly, before I go to New Orleans, writing about NIL. Um, just like we spent a lot of this week writing about St. Peter's and mid-majors. I don't know if that's something we'll do, we'll do forever, but there are so many other stories kind of converging upon this particular point that I, I think I want, to, I want to spend some more time targeting that world. Your, your idea here about maybe this is something that Coke jumps into is, is, is interesting to me. I, I had a similar thought, and uh, I was just talking to um, – an NIL industry expert about this for Connect uh, today. I think that will go out next week. That uh, there is kind of unexplored territory for these these brands that have gigantic athletic department wide contracts. If you're in the MMR space, if you're uh, an athletic apparel uh, pouring rights, there's 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 a couple other ones outside of like the Learfield Van Wagner world. 
where it isn't totally clear what you can or should be doing with NIL, potentially there's a way for everybody to make more money if you just if you add components to that within your contract with the school itself. And I don't know if there's technical barriers or legal barriers or logistical ones to, to, to make that happen, but it seems like that might be more efficient. So maybe that's like the, the game-changing thing. I appreciate that this is open for men and women. Um, if it really is just a, we're going to pay you 150 bucks base plus sales, you know, for, for, for blah, blah, blah. It's going to mean a lot of people are going to sell two or three shoes and a handful of people will do more. And you know what though? That's, that's still cool. Like if a, a deal that where you might make 200 bucks and get a free pair of shoes, um, when you're 20, it's not nothing, especially if you're playing for, I don't know some, some SOCON team where you're, you're, you're not making the NCAA tournament and people typically aren't beating down your door anyway. So I, I don't know. I, the, the, I guess the, the last thing that kind of came to my mind thinking about this is we are heading into a, a cycle where I think a couple of big college brands are likely to test free agency waters in the collegiate apparel space. Maybe not this, this summer or next, but in the next like a hundred next year and a half. Um, I, 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 I've been told LSU might be one of those. Penn State might be one of those. Notre Dame might be one of those. There's, there's a couple other ones. If you were a company that was maybe thinking of trying to chase some of that business or retain some of that business, maybe this is a good PR thing to leak with a long runway to put some pressure on, on, on those other brands ahead of time. Um, I don't know exactly what the, what the end game is or, or how this all fits together. I would assume Nike and I would assume Under Armour will, will follow suit in, in some capacity. But I um, like with everything, I don't think this is entirely just out of the goodness of their hearts trying to expand economic opportunities to college basketball players. There's an angle. Not entirely sure what it is yet. Well, and, and you got to understand that these these are massive multinational companies, right? Like they're, they're not just jumping into the waters because of some back of the napkin math. Maybe possibly might make sense in terms of a, a branding or marketing opportunity. No, they, they've gone down, I'm sure, with their accountants and, and their lawyers to say, you know, we, we can actually make a profit off of this enterprise, you know. And so like that, that to me yeah. is probably the more interesting aspect of things. We, we kind of said it when NIL started, you know, we thought it's going to be a lot more kind of smaller entities, certainly more local, certainly even connections with your school already or boosters that, that have businesses in, in, in the local community. And we were still kind of thinking that the, the big brands, we're, we're going to wait a, wait a while, kind of see how things will play out. Now we're starting to see maybe maybe they have seen some some kind of numbers. You know, here I, I would love to certainly have somebody from Adidas, you know, kind of kind of walk us through in terms of how they think this this is going to go from from a number standpoint. Because uh, obviously they they've they've got to make a return to shareholders, and uh, you know at, at the end of the day, um, you know throwing a bunch of money at uh, at these athletes, it, it's got to make sense financially for them, and and obviously they think it does, and in, in a lot of respects. So I'm I'm curious to see what uh, what what they're going to do, what what others are going to do, not just to copy them, but potentially one up them, and so. Um, you know, away we go. This is the now. Now that the big brands are going to start to enter this space, um, even more changes is, is going to hit uh, hit nil. And uh, I'm very curious. I mean, you're already seeing Buffalo Wild Wings do do March Madness activations for, for nil, and some of the the stars of, of uh, the NCAA tournament. Where I think that that is going to continue, uh, obviously, yeah, especially as the eyeballs kind of come into uh, you know focus in, in in particular. And I, I think again, this that now that we're we're seeing the bigger brands dip more than dip their toes into the water. Um, you know, wh wh who's going to be creating? 
creative and, and ultimately how, how do they see the ROI? How, how do they see the returns? How do they make sure that it makes sense financially for them? Because, um, you know, that, that is kind of the, the great unknown. It's one thing if you're a booster and, and you can say, you know, what, if, if I lose a million dollars on an NIL deal, but it gets us two five star recruits, I'm totally fine with that. It's a whole different thing if you're a public company or you're one of these Adidas companies that are involved with these big businesses. That, that's that's exactly the thing. As funny as it would be for Tim Cook to decide, actually, we're going to move a division for Apple you know, uh, solely to pump up our, our uh, Auburn recruits and to screw Alabama. That one, that would be hilarious. But Apple's not yeah. going to do that. Um, their Alabama, investors would kill Alabama them. fans buy iPhones too. Let's, let's that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's true. That's true. Um, if you are a publicly traded company or even if you're privately held and you have uh, – a lot of internal investors and lots of paperwork. You can't get away with that. It's it's different if you are maybe the president of an HVAC concern across four states and you hold everything and and you want to siphon off money to do it that, you know, that way. Buffalo Wild Wings isn't going to do that, and they're they're going to get into the space. You can get away with it being a loss leader in the beginning for some positive PR and some halo effect and participating. And here's the guy with the mustache. Um, you can't get away with that forever. So I don't know. I don't know to, to what who's what tail is going to wag what dog as, as we go through all of this. I don't know. I'm going to make a bunch of phone calls and write about it the best that I can. But I'm not an expert. And if someone says that they are, they're probably selling you something. Yeah, well, we're all figuring this out. Exactly. And I think the the interesting thing, too, that that you could also kind of say this might be uh, an inflection point in, in the industry. We, we've talked about it. There's so many companies that have popped up in this space. We, we know there's going to be some sort of consolidation coming. Yep. Maybe the fact that uh, big brands like now, like like Adidas, you know, kind of signaling that they, they are jumping into this space is enough for other larger companies to, to get involved. Uh, you know, I've mentioned some agencies like CAA and whatnot. Uh, certainly there are some tricky issues around, around some of those those companies. But, um, you know, are, are they looking at, at buying it? A teamworks an influencer, uh, you know, uh, any number of, of various companies that are kind of involved or surrounding this this space. Maybe maybe that this starts off an, an M and A spree, you know, just in the NIL spree, you know that 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 to me could be interesting. Now that big brands have signaled, hey, we're we're, we're going to get involved in these college athletes as well because it makes sense for us financially. I'm guessing some invest, investors out there, uh, some private equity firms, some uh, you know enterprising uh, big agencies might uh, say, you know what, well, maybe it's time for us to to start gobbling up a few companies and uh, you know trying to lay some bets on the field as well. As well. I, I I've said this. I don't know if I've said this in print yet. Uh, I think I probably have, but if I, if, if I haven't said it on the air, like this is where I think the collective game ends. If these things actually are sustainable enterprises and I'm not willing to say that I know that yet, I, I, I know, I know there's going to be a rush to, there's to, to start these things. We'll see how many of them stay after a year and a half. But if you can actually reliably fundraise and turn a, a, a modest profit and do this reliably, I think Learfield is going to buy a bunch of them or fanatics is going to buy a bunch of them or ESPN or, or the schools, um, and there'll, there'll be an M&A, uh, M&A merger brush uh, in, in, in that space. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. But uh, the conference realignment within the MAC and the America East and the Southland are not going to be the only uh, major realignment changes within the college athletics world in the next couple of, uh, of months. That feels like a good place to get us out on, um, especially because uh, multiple sources are telling me that something called a North Macedonia just beat Italy. In the soccer match, I, I feel like that 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 uh are, that deserves our attention. Um, so thank you so much for for following along with us here this week. Uh, this was a good mid major week here across Collegiate Sports Connect. It was a great mid mid major week on extra points. We are going to have a bunch of NIL stories across both platforms next week, and then I'm going to head off to New Orleans 
So uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll let Penny do one of these, uh, one of the one of the newsletters. I think while I'm gone, so I can I can go run into everybody. So if you're going to be in New Orleans, let me know. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me a text. Shoot me an email. Matt at extrapointsmb.com. Um, Evan, Brian, have I forgotten to plug anything? No, I just make sure you're, you've already signed up for a D1 ticker. You can follow all the latest stories in, in college athletics. Plus, uh, you know, of course, uh, signing up for extra points. That's right, my friends. Thank you uh, for sticking with us this week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the bouncy hoops. Catch up with you next week. Thank you.